because we are only giving you what your head has given unto us. Amen. In other words, there's nothing that we can offer you unless you have given unto us something to offer Amen. unto you. Amen. So we are giving you what you, Lord, has given unto us. Amen. Remember, they were, giving, they were giving lots and lots of things, money, silver, whatever was needed to build the, the temple was being offered. They offer a lot more than it was needed because they understand who was supposed to be given. They understand who God is. Amen. They understand that our citizenship is in heaven. Remember, we are just passing through this world. One day we'll be in heaven. And if we have our citizenship there and we are not of this world, therefore we cannot put our monies in old mutual only, standard bank only, uh, capitec only. Our monies must, must also be in the kingdom of God. Yes. We must also give him to work on. If we are saying we have got a ministry, for a ministry to run smoothly, it needs money. Yeah. And that is why when they were building the temple, David went out to tell the people that we are collecting resources for building the temple. Each and every one of you should contribute according to your ability. So every one of them contributed according to their ability. In God, nothing is small. You remember when the rich and the, that poor uh, woman was giving? Jesus was watching. He said the rich were taking, it was much, but they were having a lot. If I'm having five million here with me, and I am giving maybe 20,000, and you jump and celebrate who have given 20,000 to God, it's nothing. Because I've taken very little. Compared to the woman who was having maybe 10 rents, it was the last 10 rent that she was having. And she gave it all unto the kingdom of the Lord. According to Jesus, the one who gave more than the, the rest of the people was the, the woman. Because she gave everything that she was owning. Hallelujah. Amen. So God knows our accounts. He knows what we have. You remember the woman at Zarephath? where Elijah was supposed to go. God knew that she was preparing the last meal. And he knew what he wanted to do through the man of God. So it means even if you are a widow, even if you are a, a school learner, there's something that you can contribute towards the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's not out of the abundance. It's out of what you have that you can contribute to the kingdom of God. So we must always remember we belong to God Almighty. Everything that I am is God. And therefore I must honor God with everything that I have, everything that I own, be it my car, be it my house, whatever I have should honor God. If I've got a house and it, I know it can accommodate and there's a conference, people are looking for accommodation and you know your house is very neat, you don't need people in your house because it's neat and maybe they'll break some of the things. You are not honoring God. Because that house belongs to him. You have the house because God has given you the house. Knowing that there'll be people who will be coming to your house for accommodation because God has already prepared you not knowing. Remember, 
this widow didn't know that Elijah was sent by God to come and eat the last meal so that she may not die together with her son. And God knowing that the son is going to die and the man of God should be allowed to wake him up, to raise him from the dead. So it was not about Elijah, it was about the widow. God wanted to bless the widow, but the widow must come up with something in her hand to make a seed, to sow a seed. After sowing a seed, God made the multiplication where we have seen that he, she was eating until it rained. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the first step, knowing who owns your wealth. Yeah. Knowing who is supposed to have priority number one. Let's go to the rich at Mark 10. Here we, we find a rich young man. This young man was really faithful. I would like us to go back to, to Mark. This young man, uh, this man also knows who Jesus was. He fell down on his, feet, his, on his knees before him and said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? This was holier than. To him, he was perfect. Nothing was lacking. That is why he was so following of himself when he went to Jesus. Lord, what else is needed for me to do? He knew that all those laws, he practiced them while he was still young. And Jesus knew who this man was. So Jesus said, don't call me good because only God so he was saying uh, to him about the law, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. I could see, I could imagine the face of this man. He said to Jesus, uh, teacher, he declared, all this I have kept since I was a boy. In other words, he was saying, uh, Pastor, what you are talking about, when I was still maybe five years or six, I was keeping those laws. So with the laws, are uh, I'm perfect. Come up with something, something. Bafunzi, what else do you have? So remember, it was in front of the people. So, so the Lord looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, one thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad, because he had great wealth. Jesus knew that this man with the law, yeah, he was practicing the law. He was very religious. But when it comes to his wealth, when it comes to his money, that's where God is not needed. The man was greedy. That is why he accumulated a lot of wealth. And Jesus knew that he had got a lot of wealth. And that's where he does not want people to touch. People can preach all the sermons. You can, if you are a pastor, you can preach all the sermons, receiving, oh, whatever, 
sin, you can preach all these things, Pastor, but don't come into our pockets. Don't don't you dare touch our our investments. Don't you dare touch our life covers. Don't you touch touch our monies. To church we are coming. Worship we are worshiping. If there's this and that, we are there, but not with our money. This rich man was greedy. He never gave anything to anyone. It was his, maybe, for him and his family only. That was his kingdom. The money was his kingdom. And remember, Jesus is God. Now, he, this man came face to face with God himself. Remember, this is God speaking to you, saying, Go sell. <laughs> Jesus is speaking, Go sell. Go sell. Come, follow me. You let one thing, these other things we see, you are doing them. But there's one thing which is very much important that you are making your money. Go sell, come, follow me. The man's face fell. He was very sad because he knew how much he owed. He knew how much he earned. And my brothers and sisters, God loves you very much. He loves you deeply. And he also loves what he has given unto you. Amen. We as Christians, we, we put God maybe in the church or maybe in the time only. And with these other monies that we receive, God is not included. God revealed to me, one day he was asking me about my investment or my life covers. Or who are going to inherit? If you pass on, who is going to inherit? You are in. You are in. <laughs> so, then I said to the Lord, the Lord said, tell me your beneficiaries. Tell me your beneficiaries. I said to the Lord, of course, my sons and my daughter, they are the beneficiaries. And the Lord said to me, the, the, the Holy Spirit said to me, what about me? If you are passing on, life goes on. Who will take care of the kids while you are not there? Because I'm not, I, I am not part of your inheritance. There's no way that I'm benefiting anything from you. So I said, Lord, Ish, I never thought about it that way. That in everything that I own, you are part of it. Lord, I'm going to change everything that I am. I'm going to change my beneficiaries. I'm adding another beneficiary. And I've added God. My son and my daughter, they know already. If I pass on, the church must also know that if death, you, you get something out of it, then the church will also get something out of my death. Because God has revealed it to me that even when a daughter is getting married, the money that you charge those in-laws, a percentage of the money that the parents receive must go to the altar. My dear Heavenly Father, 
This is the lobola. Mm. This is the tithe coming from the lobola of my daughter. Amen. She's getting married to David. Mm. I put the, the, the marriage in your hands through this tithe. Amen. Make them one, keep them every day, make them prosper. Amen. This is your tithe. Amen. When she gets married, the lobolas, when I get the lobolas, the 10% of the lobolas will go to the Lord. Because everything, if God is part of everything that you do, then it means protection goes with you wherever you go. We have seen parents uh, dying and living a lot of wealth with their beneficiaries and within a year the man was gone because God was never part of the estate God was never part of the estate and God must also be part of the estate one last testimony when my mom passed on when we were busy we, we buried her and there was money that was left it was me and my sister then in my spirit, I felt that the money that we have, we must take 10% of the money that was left after we buried our mom and put it in the envelope and take it to the church. My mother was a, what do they call it? AF, Apostolic Faith Mission. Yeah, she, she attended Apostolic Faith Mission Church. So I said to my sister, we are taking the tithe here. We are taking what is left, the 10% of what is left, to the church, AFM. We made appointment with the pastor. I went there with my sister. We sat down and said to the pastor, our mother passed on, but this is her last tithe to the church. The pastor was so surprised. How did you come up with this? And I said to him, it is the spirit of the Lord. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is the one that guides us. Amen. If we are saying we are the citizen of heaven, our treasures must also be there in heaven. You cannot trust all mutual with your money more than you trust God with your money. Remember, we are passing on every day. People are dying every day and they are living inheritance. And the inheritance, people are just using it eating it, you know, buying useless things. Within a year, they are selling the standards well, they are selling the sofa, they are selling everything. They are selling everything. Because God is not there. It's not part, it's not needed. People don't want God in their money. I want God in my money. In every amount that you give me, the church will have a part of it. God will have part of it because he's the protector. When somebody passed on, the family must be taken care of by the Lord. He must give you wisdom to execute the estate. He must give you wisdom to go on with life because he is God. So I'm saying to us this family fellowship, even when you got your lump sum, remember I resigned and I got the, what the, I got a lump sum when I resigned from teaching. And I did not give uh, uh, the, 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 the tithe, the, the tenth. I didn't give the tithe. I even didn't tell them. 
my my yeah. sons. I didn't tell them because they would be worried. Yeah. I gave a lump sum to the church, saying, Lord, I have resigned. I don't know my future. I don't know what will happen. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I'm trusting you. And this is what I'm trusting you with. I've resigned. I've got my lump sum. Out of my lump sum, you've got something, Lord, to protect me, to preserve my life. Because I'm trusting you. My sons, my daughters, God loves us deeply. We, we must be kingdom-minded. God must always be number one in whatever you do. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter how much you have. That what matters is what you give out of what you have. Because God knows that we have got something. Remember, out of the legal that the boy gave to the disciples, 5,000 people ate from that large box of a, of a boy. So out of what you have, you can make difference in other people's life. God is the ruler of our life. Psalm 121, it says, he, he, he guides me, he, he preserves my soul. My coming in and my going out is in his hands. When you are walking, wherever you are, God is there. He is doing his part. He must be number one in everything that you do. Whatever report comes to you, the first person that should come into your mind is the Lord. Pray about what you are getting, be it a negative report or whatever report, but God must be the first one to know. If you are in dilemma, he said in Psalm 50 verse 15, call me when you are in trouble. I will deliver you and you will give praises to my name. When you are stranded, when you don't know what to do, when you are sad, God is there to uplift your spirit. He is there to give you direction. He is there to comfort you. He knows your heart is hurting because of losing somebody you love so much, but he knows how to comfort you. Just let him do that for you. Hallelujah. Jesus was saying, we must not be greedy. We must not be greedy. Let us copy the first church. The church of the apostles. Let's go to Acts. Today, when I go out from this church, I want to have Barnabas of this church. Acts chapter 4. among them 
Because those who own land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those who to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the east island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. This is the first church. This is the first church and the only church that we must copy. These believers were one in heart and mind. They shared their everything they had. And the apostles greatly preached the word. When the apostles see what the, the, the believers are doing, they are aged to preach powerful message. You know, when you are an apostle and you didn't eat last night and you were supposed to perform today, it's very hard. <laughs> you are not going to treat your heart out because your stomach is empty. So these apostles were preaching because they could see that the believers are one and they are able to share everything that they own. And there was no needy person amongst them. And God's grace was upon them. So, I love this. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales. Ooh, hallelujah! <laughs> you have people who have got properties here. Properties, those people were having properties. And they sold their properties and brought the money to the apostles and distributed to anyone who had a need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostle called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Barnabas, are you here, Barnabas, son of encouragement from Osi's family? Come out. Amen. Barnabas, you come out, you go and sell your property and bring the money to the feet of the apostles. Then the apostles will distribute the money accordingly so that there be nobody who is in need in the church of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. People were owning land during those days. And even today, there are people who have got so many stands all over South Africa. They are owning land. When you sell your land, another piece is for the Lord. If you wish, you can do like Barnabas. You sell the whole of your property and bring the money to the Lord. Because where your heart is, where your money is, that's where your heart is. If your heart is in the Lord, then your money will be in the house of the Lord. Yes, if your money is on soccer, then it means your money will be on chips and pirates. <laughs> but where your money is, there your heart will be. If it happens and they say, uh, I 
bankrupt, people are no longer going to get their money. You will see what will happen. <laughs> I think you have seen what happened to BBS. People <laughs> were sleeping there at BBS. We are on planet Earth. You know how it has been planned. The devil has planned this life in such a way that you will never realize that you were for the citizenship in heaven. You will think that you are here forever. You, you will want to accumulate and accumulate everything for this, for this year. And when you, you don't even remember that one day you die and go to heaven, and where will your wife be? If you did not invest in heaven, what will happen when you arrive there? Because Jesus is talking about investing in the kingdom, investing in heaven. Yeah. So the, the, the life here on earth is about accumulating. When you see somebody dressing a certain dress, you also want it. When you see somebody buying a car, you also want to buy a car. When you see somebody expanding, buying a, a, a site somewhere, you also want to do that. Because the life of this planet Earth is about accumulating and accumulating. But when you are a daughter and a son of the Most High God, you know where your heart is. Your heart is in heaven. Jesus said, looking unto him, the author and finish of your faith, looking unto Jesus, not thinking about these earthly things, the pride of life, you know, there are a lot of things. Amen. So the enemy wants us to forget that our citizenship is in heaven, yeah. knowing that we must also, we must only protect our sons and daughters. If you are thinking only about your son and your daughter and your wife and your husband, and never gave God anything in your estate or anything in your planning. God is nowhere to be found. You are planning things, but God is nowhere to be found. How, how do you think he is supposed to bless what you are doing? Because it's not part of it. You know, if you are a father and you hear people talking about your son or your daughter doing something great and as a father, you don't know anything about it. Are you concerned about what he's doing? Because he knows you are there. And you are not involved. So because God cares a lot about us, He wants to protect us from the attacks of the enemy. So when He is part of what we are doing, we are sure we, we will reach our destination because we are walking with God. And if we are walking with God, the, the, the Bible teaches us not to compare ourselves with the people of this world. Yeah. Because we are not of this world. People of this world will be talking about what they have accumulated. Well, you know, I've got two houses in Devon. I've got two houses in Cape Town. I'm thinking of having another one in Pretoria. So they will be talking about having and having and having. You will never hear them giving. You will never hear them giving. These people I'm talking about, you see them having maybe a brother. You know, in every family, you'll find somebody who's struggling. You'll find somebody who doesn't have anything. You'll find somebody to bless, but you choose not to see him. You choose not to see her because you want to be more popular than your brother. You, can be, you cannot be popular whereas your brother is suffering. When we talk about you, we will also talk about your brother. If I'm saying uh, Pastor Ketani is having uh, two houses in Devon and one in, in, in Cape Town, I'll also include Muketo. Say, oh, Muketo, that one doesn't even have 
a bicycle. Muketwa is walking on foot, whereas the pastor is having five cars. He is unable to give his brother only maybe a task or the car that doesn't drive. Maybe one or just buy one. So when they speak about the pastor, they'll speak about your brother. So these brothers here in the first church, they were concerned about each other. Here in the church, you have got students, uh, pastors who are at school. Have you ever blessed them? Pastor Jenny, can you stand up? She's a, she's a student. If you've got 200 and bless her, she'll, when she go out to pray, she'll say, oh, Lord, you know, that, that mother, she blessed her, I was having nothing. I'm just giving her as an example. Yeah. For it, you know, God knows yeah. when we must give and who we must give to. Yeah. So let's be generous givers. Money should not dictate to me I should dictate to money yeah. because you must have joy even if you don't have money you must have unspeakable joy yeah. because your joy comes from the Lord yeah. the joy of the Lord is your strength yeah. and therefore giving to the house of the Lord should be a joy to you Amen. and appreciating your pastor in conclusion yeah. you have got a lovely pastor Amen. I see him on was they just WhatsApp dressing well, and sometimes I hear the messages he preaches. Have you ever blessed him? Just to say, Pastor, I've got something, eh? Take, and when he opens, he says, Oh, 2,000 rent. <laughs> sometimes when you need special prayers, when you need special prayers, bless men of God. Bless them. I, I, I enjoy blessing men of God. I just say, where are you? Say, I'm at the mall or I'm at the office. I'm coming. When I go there, I usually take a, a thousand when I meet a man of God knowing that this one is a full-time. When somebody is a full-time, it means the income is coming from the church. And if the church is not, is not giving money, the, that, that pastor is struggling. And uh, Paul says we must uh, respect them, give them double respect. So when I give him the money, he will dance. He will be so excited. I think that the whole day he will be talking about <laughs> She gave me. She gave. That one is saved. That whole of she, the whole of she, that one is saved. Because you gave. You know, just make people happy. When you have got something, just, just give generously. When you go maybe to the restaurant and you realize that you, your heart is just connected to that one who's saving you, and you know you've got 500 or 200, just give it to him because you don't know what that person is going through. Yeah. Out of what you have given, when she or he went back home, he will be praying for you as stop. Yeah. He will be praying for you because what you do matters to God because it brings happiness to the one who is receiving. And I'm saying to all this family fellowship, please take care of Pastor Ketan. Yeah. Take care of him. Make sure he's having petrol. Make sure he's having a car. Make sure all things are. Yeah, yeah. If you feel God is saying, go and buy a car. Remember, this one sold their fields. 
they sold their land. It's not me. This is the word of God. Yeah. Selling your property and giving it to the house of the Lord. Mm. That's what God is expecting from us. Yeah. I know I'm tied to where you don't want <laughs> I know. You know why I'm preaching this heavily? Yeah. It, it is because it dealt with me yeah. so seriously. It, 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 what can I say? You know, God dealt with me slowly but surely until I surrender and told him that, Lord, everything I own belongs to you. And I mean it. I mean it. Because God wants to be part of everything that we do. In conclusion, there is Barnabas in this, in this family. Barnabas is here. When you are Barnabas, your name is mentioned in the Bible because you have done extraordinary. People do ordinary things. When we are giving, we give according to what other people are giving, but there are those who go extra mile. That those people are called Barnabas. And I want us to stand on our feet and pray. Praying, you know, there is a song that we use, I lay my love, oh, lay, lay, it means even lay your money. It means when you are saying I'm laying, it means you are saying, Lord, you own everything. Whatever you tell me, I will do. The rich man was told to sell by God and he refused. That rich man refused God. God said, go and sell and come and follow me. But he refused. He said no. He went away and was very sad. Amen. You might be thinking of changing your investors. You might be thinking of changing your life covers and the like. But in all your life covers and your what, whatever, let God be cut. Yeah. And I'm telling you this because in my life covers, Jesus is there Amen. as well. So I want you to pray. Pray to your Father, Lord, you know my ability. Yeah. You know how much I earn. You know much, you know everything about me, all my accounts. I'm taking whatever I have, bringing it back to you. Amen. You are in charge. Whatever you say, Lord, I will do it. I'm not going to be like a rich man who refused God. If it's God, I do it. Whatever it takes you, just do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray.